in this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks. Oh my goodness, I am so glad you're here. This episode is packed with so much good stuff. I get to share with you about J.R.R. Tolkien, an amazing Christian author. You're going to be blessed by this stuff. We're going to talk about the Lord of the Rings. We're going to talk about Frodo and Sam, the stars of the Lord of the Rings. We're going to talk about some things that Scripture teaches us about perseverance and friendship and loyalty. And I get to share with you a very special song, man. This is track number two from Out of the Hellhole, my 2004 release. This song is all about the Lord of the Rings. It's called Frodo and Sam. It is going to rock you up, dude. God is in this. I know this. You're not here by accident. He's got some awesome things he wants to share with you. I know I'm ready. I know you're ready. And I know the Holy Spirit is ready. Let's do this. Pastor Brad here, your 80s heavy metal, head-banging, Jesus-loving online pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if you can leave a thumbs up or a comment or share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome to help the audience grow. God bless you, man. Thank you in advance so much for that. And now... Let's move on to the point of today's podcast. In the early to mid-90s, I was going to school at Johnson University just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee with a bunch of guys who were training to be preachers. They had some other majors, but a bunch of guys there were going for preaching or youth ministry. And one of those dudes was uh, Trevor Farnsley. And we hit it off big time. I mean, we were buds. We hung out together all the time. We worked together on the grounds crew and and cut grass and did a bunch of dirty work and and picked up the trash. And and it was just, it was grubby work. But anyway, we spent a lot of time together. We talked about life and we talked about everything you could think of. One day we're talking and he said, Hey man, yeah, it's like the Hobbit. And I'm like, who's the Hobbit? And he's like, what do you mean? Who's the Hobbit dude? And, and of course that blew him away. So he said, you have to be introduced to this, these writings by a guy named J.R.R. Tolkien who had heard of, but I didn't know who he was or anything about it. So he said, okay, dude, come over to my house. So I came over to his trailer. He lived on the same court as I did and married student housing there at the school. There was a bunch of trailers on this court that we, you know, a bunch of us lived in. Anyway, I went down to his trailer and he read the Hobbit to me out loud and introduce me to this world. Oh my goodness. It is, if you've never read these stories, I don't care if you've seen the movies. I'm talking about reading these books. These books are amazing. So anyway, I, I so encourage you to, to, to read them. Um, but that introduced me to this whole world that of course introduced me then to the, the epic you know, trilogy. Um, Tolkien wrote it in three books of The Lord of the Rings and these, these characters, Frodo and Sam. And this episode is kind of all wrapped around my song, Frodo and Sam. And some of the lessons that we learned from their friendship. It's amazing. I can't wait to get into this. The scriptures I want to read with you today about perseverance and loyalty and and friendship are so awesome. Uh, And matter of fact, let's just move into that, okay? Here's what the Bible says. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, the one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls down and has no one to help them up. If you are a Christian, there are three writers that I highly recommend you checking out. They are G.K. Chesterton. He is probably the least known of this little 
trio of writers, but he is amazing. G.K. Chesterton. Of course, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. Now, these guys were, were buds as the as the story goes. They would actually meet together and talk about their writings with each other and talk about life and philosophy and, and faith and all these things. And uh, all of them were, were authors in their own right and amazing authors. Uh, they all had very different styles of writing. Tolkien's whole thing was he spent his whole life on Middle Earth and the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit, where, where C.S. Lewis just wrote a slew of books of all different kinds of books. And uh, G.K. Chesterton, I'll be totally honest, I'm not that familiar with his stuff. I've just read bits and pieces of him. But the quotes that I've read from G.K. are amazing. They fall a little bit more in line with some of C.S. Lewis's type of, of writings. But Tolkien was a devout follower of Jesus. He was a Roman Catholic. He loved the Lord. And actually, this will tell you something about his mental capacity and, and his uh, knowledge of, of faith and ability to articulate it. His faith in Jesus played a significant role in converting C.S. Lewis from an agnostic to a follower of Jesus. I mean, that's if you've read Lewis, you know that's no small task. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So this is a little bit of a picture of the kind of person that Tolkien was. Um, when he wrote, he poured his whole heart into this fantasy story about hobbits and Middle Earth and the Shire and Mordor and this evil character Sauron and Saruman and all of this stuff. And if you've watched the movies or read the books, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But but he, he also poured his faith into these stories because as you read these stories, you are impacted by values like perseverance and faith and friendship and pressing through and good, overcoming evil and evil seeming so overwhelming and scary and in your face and loud and nasty and gnarly and wicked looking and it just seems like there's no hope but you always are aware that good is still present and in the end if we continue to be faithful and persevere good will win i mean it's it's such a biblical mindset that he brings to this story it's awesome here are a couple bible verses that i think highlight the themes that tolkien weaves into his writings james chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 james says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds dude you have to understand that so many of these new testament letters were written to christians in places and times when they were being persecuted for their faith many of them had to choose between physically living and renouncing their faith or standing and saying i love jesus christ and being executed it's a seriously high stakes time in life here and so so james writes these christians and he says listen guys i know Oh, I know darkness is looming, but consider it pure joy. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 teaches us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, we're going to unpack that, but the first thing we have to do is separate the meanings of happiness and joy. They are not the same. In our world and in our culture, we think, oh, I have so much joy. We kind of equate that with, oh, I have so much happiness. Not the same. Happiness is rooted in, driven by what happens to us, your, your circumstances. You have a good day, you're happy. You have a bad day, you're sad. That's real. That's human. That's that's the natural world. Joy is supernatural, especially in Christian terms. When you define joy from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, joy is not rooted in what happens to you. It doesn't matter whether you're having a good day or a bad day in terms of your joy. Joy is rooted in the truth of God's word and the character of God, his faithfulness. This is why Paul and, 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 and I think it was Silas, may have been Timothy. I can't remember. I got to go back and read uh, Acts chapter 16 again. Anyway, when they get thrown into prison, they sing praises to God. Why? 
Their circumstances stink. They're singing praises to God because they are taking time to focus not on 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 you know what's going on around them, but on the faithfulness of God in that moment, and it produced strength and joy in their life. That's what Nehemiah says. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's what James is talking about when he says, "Consider it pure joy. Consider it a pure opportunity to remember the goodness and the faithfulness of God whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that when you walk through trials with your eyes on Jesus, experiencing His his strength and his goodness and his faithfulness, it develops something in you. It develops perseverance, James says. That's awesome. You see, this is why when you live the Christian life, you don't have to try to be a witness to the world around you. When you go to work and you have the joy of the Lord and there's difficult times, there's ups and there's downs, there's mountaintops and there's valleys, but you walk through all of it with a strength that comes from your faith in Jesus, oh my goodness, you will be salt, you will be light. You won't have to get up and say, oh, how can I be a witness today? You just live for Jesus and you will be. People will see that joy, that strength in you. That's awesome. Frodo and Sam, in in a Tolkien kind of way, personify this, this desire to press through with this deep abiding sense that no matter how dark things seem, God or goodness is still alive and well and it will prevail. And they press through and they are transformed by the journey, and we are too, as we follow Christ. A major theme of Tolkien's writings is friendship. Oh my goodness, we don't have time to go into it and talk about it all, we'll just focus on Frodo and Sam, who kind of are the most prominent friendship in the story. Mr. Sam is going to be with Mr. Frodo, period. Come hell or high water, no matter what comes, you are not gonna separate Sam from his friend, Mr. Frodo, and they literally go through hell and high water together, man. This is why when I finished the book, I cried. And I can't tell you how it ends. Oh, but if you read the book, it's so much better than the movie, I think, anyway. And um, ah, it's so powerful. But anyway, friendship. Friendship. Listen to what Ecclesiastes says about friendship. Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return on their labor. You know what he's saying there? He's talking about, I don't know if, if, if Solomon, he probably didn't even know the, the word synergy, but that's what he's talking about. Synergy is, I looked this definition up, synergy, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y. It is the interaction or cooperation of two people or forces producing a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Okay, in other words, one person has this much strength and another person has this much strength. And and, and if you just add them together, you get this much strength. But the reality is when two people work together, you actually get more than that because there is a synergy that happens. There's a cooperation. There's the ability to do things that one person can't do alone, uh, carry things, move things, all kinds of stuff. The power of brainstorming and problem solving when you have somebody to bounce something off of. All of these things just create this synergistic increase in productivity. That's awesome. Friendship. The power of having someone else in your life doing life with you. Man, the Bible talks so much about that and our need to be part of the family of God and doing life together. Verse 10. If either of them falls down, the one can help the other up. But pity the one who falls down and has no one to help them up. There are a lot of times in this story when Frodo falls down and Sam is there to pick him up. Sometimes it gets downright just like they they fight. I mean, they go at it. That's what sometimes real good friends do. 
but they love each other through the whole thing so deeply and even when they fight they know they know down deep I know Sam loves me and Sam says I know Mr. Frodo loves me and they just press through we need people who can pick us up we need people in our life who share our faith and our quest and our journey as sojourners following Jesus in this world to help us up when we fall down. And we need to be there for others when they fall down. Verse 11 says, also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Okay, this is, this is written in a time when, when they didn't have AC and heaters and all that, and maybe you had a fire you built or something, but, but the whole idea is that if you put a couple of bodies under a blanket, the body heat generated together will help keep you warm. But if you're out there all by yourself, you're just going to shiver your tail off, right? <laughs> That's just a very simple truth that, that uh, Solomon is, is laying out there. And then verse 12, though one may be overpowered, Two can defend themselves. Man, that makes me think about Frodo and Sam. They faced so many things and so many moments when if they had just been by themselves, the story would have been over. But because there were two of them and they were working together and they could they could put their backs against each other and pull out their little weapons, man, they were able to press through. And I'm telling you what, there are so many lessons in just these verses that we can apply to our walk with Christ and, and our time with or our need for other believers in our lives. Jesus came laid his life down on the cross, opened the doorway for us to step into forgiveness through faith in him and the grace of God being poured out on us because of his blood. And when he established this movement that, that we call Christianity, his words were this, I will build my church, okay? And when he said, I will build my church, he said, I'm going to build, the word church means an assembly of people. And all the way through the Bible, that assembly of people is spoken of as a family, a family of brothers and sisters who share a heavenly Father, who are called and commanded to love one another and serve one another and encourage one another, to pick one another up when we fall down, to defend one another when we're in danger, to help each other out when we're struggling. And all of that helping one another out and defending is all focused not just on becoming comfortable in this life, but on spurring one another on to a deeper walk with God and a more faithful walk with God, pressing through to the end knowing that Christ is returning, knowing that no matter how dark life seems in this world, no matter how big and nasty and gnarly evil seems and insurmountable evil seems, good's gonna win, Christ is gonna win, and so we're called to do life together synergistically, right? Because our lives together with other believers are just incalculably better than trying to do it solo. If you're not in a church, I encourage you to begin to pray right now. God, lead me to a family of believers that I can worship with and study with and serve with and become friends with because I need somebody to help me up, pick me up when I fall down. I need somebody to spur me on. I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need somebody that I can do those things for and with as well. And then Hebrews chapter three, verse 14. What a powerful promise. Listen to these words. The Hebrew writer says, for if we, who's we? Christ followers, those of us in the family of God walking this sojourn, this journey together in this evil world, following Christ on a mission, 
right? If we who follow Christ, if we are faithful, there's a huge theme from Frodo and Sam. If we are faithful, if we keep our eyes on the prize, we don't turn to the left or the right, or if we ever do, and if when, when we stumble, we repent and we get back up and we put our eyes back on the prize and we continue to press through till the very end. If we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, the Hebrew writer says, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. I'm not even going to try to speculate on how awesome that is. All that belongs to Christ. Wow. We can't even imagine it. But the Hebrew writer says, you remain faithful. You keep your eyes on the prize. You keep pressing forward. You help your brother up when they stumble and let them help you up when when you stumble. And, And you keep pressing on forward knowing that there is a glorious victory coming at the end. Right? So great. Go back and watch the last five minutes of the of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, when 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 Mordor is defeated and the ring is dropped and all that happens as evil is undone. Oh, it's just a glimmer. It's just a glimmer of that day when Christ will return and evil will be undone and we will sail to white shores. Oh man! Wow! 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 Of course, which is a metaphor for heaven. All right. So on to Frodo and Sam. Um, this song, this version of the song, I would have recorded in 2004, and I wrote the lyrics in 2004, but I originally wrote this song in 1991, and I remember that so vividly because I remember exactly where I was when I wrote it. I was living with my dad on Coventry, 408 Coventry in Anderson, Indiana. I was going to Anderson University then, um, and and I remember sitting in my bedroom writing this song, and Brad Beggar, he came over. He had a four-track recorder. It was it wasn't a Fostex, but it was kind of at that time I thought it was kind of a little more advanced. It had a little drum machine worked into it and stuff. And anyway, we worked all day, man, and I recorded this this song. Uh, Frodo and Sam. I just didn't have any lyrics to it. And uh, man, I wish I had that recording. It is so 90s, early 90s sounding. Uh, Four track tape sounding. I really wish I had that version, but it's lost out there somewhere. Anyway, uh, that's when I wrote it. And then, of course, in 2004, I re I pulled it back up. Um, the, the solo really is pretty much unchanged from 91. Everything. Uh, wrote the lyrics and recorded it. Now, lyric-wise, here were my goals. Number one, I wanted to capture the essence of the friendship and the loyalty of Frodo and Sam. Okay, and number two, I wanted to try, which is crazy, to capture a 1,500-page, three-part epic um, journey in two verses and a couple choruses. (laughs) Summarize the whole story of the Lord of the Rings. And I'll be honest with you, I think I kind of did it. At least when I listen to it, it seems like it feels like I did. You can be the ultimate judge of that. But uh, this one was also recorded in my... In my study, my pastor's study in Mishawaka, Indiana, after hours. All five of my early projects were recorded in that space. And this one, this song, like all of those early songs, it's got flaws. It's not perfect production-wise or any of that kind of thing. But it's filled with passion and it rocks. And I hope it rocks you up, man. Uh, Here it is, man. This is track two from my 2004 release, Out of the Hellhole. And as you know full well by now, this one is titled Frodo and Sam. Enjoy.
All right. Hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metalheads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry. And also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. The link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes. So head over there, check it out, learn about it, pray about it. And whatever you decide, man, God bless you. And thanks for being part of the Pastor Brad Rocks family, man. Remember to like, share, subscribe, leave comments, all those things. That helps the show to grow. Really appreciate it. Stop by PastorBradRocks.net sometime. Over there, you can learn all about the ministry, the music, get some free uh, music downloads, all kind of cool stuff. Also, if you're interested in following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, best decision you'll ever, ever, ever make, promise bar none. You can learn about that over at PastorBradRocks.net as well, or leave a comment here. I'll get back with you. Shoot me an email at PastorBrad at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brad, out.